The scripture reading for episode 8 comes from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 16, and it will be from the King James Version. Paul writes to Timothy, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Hi, welcome to episode 8 of the Revelation Podcast. My name is John, and for the last five episodes, I have been focusing on the Word of God. I shared in episode three that we are blessed when we read and hear the Word of God. In episode four, I shared my experience of God's special revelation in my life. And I talked about general Revelation versus special revelation in episode 5. I share that general revelation of God is seen by all with his creation, his involvement in history, and him giving everyone a conscience. After that, in episode 6, I discuss about the origin of evil, and in episode 7, I talk about the fall of man. Now, at this episode, I want to share why the Word of God is a special revelation. A special revelation is different from a general revelation because it is God revealing Himself personally to a person as He did with Moses with the flaming bush or Himself revealing Himself to a group like He did with His apostles. With us, it is our salvation. And we were revealed of Jesus being our Savior with this word, the Bible. The word of God, the Bible, is a special revelation. Because it is about Jesus revealing himself to us for our salvation. In fact, from Genesis to Revelation, it is all about Jesus. We can see Jesus in Genesis as the creator. Throughout the Old Testament... We see him as the angel of the Lord and the commander of the Lord's army in Joshua. In the Gospels, we see him as God in the flesh. And the New Testament letters testify that he is who he says he is, God's son. In the last book of the Bible in Revelation, we see Jesus in the future with his second coming as a king of this world. I think that when we study the Word of God, we need to ask the questions of where is Jesus in this so we can understand sound doctrine. Now going into episode 8, it will focus on special revelation to see that the Bible is about Jesus that reveals himself to us with this Word. We will begin with 2 Timothy to see why Paul wanted Timothy to continue to study the Word of God, even while he is suffering for the Gospel. 
At the end of this episode, we will see why Paul wanted Timothy to study the Word. So we can know why we should study the Word. And to also see that the Word revolves around Jesus. In episode 9, we will look at the pre-existent nature of Jesus to see why John's Gospel referred to him as the Word. In episode 10, we will look at what the prophets said about Jesus. In episode 11, we will look at what Jesus said about himself. In episode 12, we will look at what Jesus' apostles said about Jesus in their letters after he ascended. In the final episode that will focus on the Word of God, I will share why the Word of God is a special revelation to spiritual people. I am sharing with you now and where we will end up as we continue to focus on the Word of God. And we continue onward with 2 Timothy to see why Paul wanted Timothy to continue to study the Word of God even in times of persecution. Now, at the beginning of this episode, I read from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 15 through 16. We should hear and see how Paul talked about the Word of God. To Timothy, he was referred to as the Holy Scriptures. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 2, Peter says this about the Word of God. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. The words Peter referred to were the holy scriptures written by the prophets in the Old Testament. Also, the holy scriptures include the commands of Christ that were shared by his apostles to others as Paul is sharing with Timothy in his letters to him. Also about the Holy Scriptures that Paul said to Timothy is that it makes him wise for his salvation that is in faith in Christ Jesus. You see in verse 15 that Paul says the Holy Scriptures reveal salvation that is believed in Christ Jesus. So this verse verifies that the Word of God revolves around Jesus. Well, not only is the Bible for our salvation, and it was not just written by intelligent people. In fact, it was written by intelligent men. In fact, if it was written by intelligent men without the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, it might have ended up in two ways. One is that the Word was had just the good stuff that men did like most nations history books and another way would that they could not finish the book because they would have a hard time decide its length in 2nd Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 Paul tells Timothy that the Holy Scriptures were inspired by God through the Holy Spirit when Holman wrote the scriptures the first time they wrote it without flaws. The first person to write the Bible was God. He revealed his words by his hand at Mount Sinai, and he gave it to Moses for it to be used to teach the Israelites about him. The Lord said to Moses, Chisel out two stones like the first ones, and I will write on them the words that were on the first tablets which you broke. 
Exodus chapter 34, verse 1. After God gave the law to Moses, the prophets inspired the Holy Spirit wrote the rest of the Old Testament, and the apostles wrote the New Testament, which includes 2 Timothy. Throughout the Bible, it testifies that holy men of God wrote the word. They were inspired. So that is why Paul can describe the Holy Scriptures as being an inspiration of God. Along with the Bible being inspired that was revealed to us on how we can be saved, it also teaches how we are still to complete to do every good work. Now when Paul wrote this letter, he was sitting on death row in Rome around AD 66. And he wrote to Timothy to encourage him as he was dealing with false teachers. After reading 2 Timothy a couple of times, you will see that Timothy's life was chaotic. Paul was in prison. There are false teachers that said the resurrection was in the past, so it doesn't matter anymore. And a person's faith does not matter anymore. They also say that living according to flesh is okay to do while living as a Christian. I mean, this is what Timothy's life was like when Paul wrote to him to continue in the word. When Paul wrote to Timothy, he was on death row. And in the first five verses of chapter 1, we see where Paul's heart is at. We also see him continuing to state the truth revolves around Jesus. So from this, we can see that the Bible is a special revelation. Now this special revelation was not meant just for Timothy in his troubled time, but it's meant for us in our troubled times. At the beginning of chapter 3, he tells Timothy that troubled times will come, and that those times will not get better, but worse. In the last day, it will continue to be more evil, which is why Timothy and we must continue with the Holy Scriptures so we can be complete to do the good work for God's kingdom, even in times of evil. Now, when Paul wrote this, he was in a time when the Roman government were not pers- when the Roman government were persecuting the church, which is why he was sitting on death row. He was not being persecuted by the Roman government for doing something wrong, but he was suffering for preaching the gospel. I know I am going all over Second Timothy, because I want us to see why Paul was writing to Timothy to see why we must continue in the gospel even in a time of suffering. Now, before I go on with 2 Timothy, I want to say that even with the COVID-19, that we as a church in the United States does not know what suffering is. We think that since we can no longer get things for ourselves, that we are suffering. We also think that since we are locked out of our churches, that we are suffering. I mean, I think that before the COVID-19, that we were already checked out of churches by having thoughts about the ball games after church. And we wanted the pastor to hurry up so we could have fun by watching the games. If we want to see what real suffering is, then look at the prophets in the Old Testament that were murdered because they did not want to go against God's word. Look at Christ, how he suffered at the cross. And look at how his followers and look at his followers to see how they suffered in the Bible. 
A good book that reveals to us how Christians suffer is John Fox's Book of Martyrs. It shared how the early church suffered and also shared how churches like in China are persecuted. And that kind of persecution has not even happened in the United States. Now, when we cannot go to work, to restaurants, or to stores, we want to protest the government for violating our freedoms. We never want to use our freedoms in doing good like feeding the homeless, caring for the widows and orphans. I mean, when we have our freedoms back to do things we like to do, we will go back to our enjoyment while people like the homeless, widows, and orphans are suffering. This fact right here should make us think of how we are going to be when the real suffering begins. Are we going to lose faith in Christ and turn to the world? Or are we going to be committed to Paul as was with the gospel? A lot of Christian United States does not know what it means to be committed to Christ unto death. They think not going to their megachurch is like that when it is not. Which is why with their lack of understanding the Bible, they will turn away from the faith. They will be easily deceived and they will have itching ears for what they want to hear. In the beginning of my sharing on general revelation, I read from 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14, where it says the Bible is not for natural man, but was for spiritual people. Now Christians in the U.S. think that they, because they hear the word from the pastor, that they are spiritual when in fact they have no clue on whether or not the pastor is preaching the same gospel as in the Bible or another gospel. The Christians in the U.S. are the most illiterate bunch of people when it comes to studying the Bible. They are like professional fighters that went into a fight with no training. They will not endure the suffering because they did not spend time with God in prayer and in word. Their attitude in suffering will not be like Paul's, and they will not be able to encourage others to continue the word even in persecution. Now, I wanted to share with you that we Christians in the U.S. have no idea what suffering is. So, we do not misinterpret what the Holy Spirit is telling us through Paul's letter. I want to see that real suffering is coming, and we are not ready yet. So we need to get ready. To get to there, we need to see the Word of God is not just an ordinary book of do's and don'ts. It is a special revelation that should not be taken for granted. Because it is His words to help us to be complete, to do the works for His kingdom. He wants us to be ready. He does not want us to be fighting in this world with an empty spirit. He wants our spirits to be filled so we can move forward in this evil world. When we are discouraged and losing faith, we cannot do that. We need to know how to move forward. So I want us to see how we can move forward by taking a look at what Paul's attitude was like. Alright, going back to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1-5, through 5, Paul writes in prison. And we know from verse 2 that he is writing to Timothy. He addresses Timothy like a son. And look at where Paul identifies himself with even in prison. 
in verse 1 of 2 Timothy chapter 1 from the NIV. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. Even while in prison, he still identifies himself in Christ while he suffers. He identifies himself in Christ as an apostle, but not by his own works, but by the works of Christ that keeps the promise of eternal life. You see, even while Paul suffered, he still focused on Christ. He still identifies himself with Christ. And he knows that his hope goes beyond his circumstance. His hope is in the eternal life that he will receive in Christ Jesus. You see, Paul in his suffering was praising God and thanking God. In another letter of his, he says that we should always be thankful and that we should not stop praying. We see Paul being grateful to God while in prison. In verse 3, we see that he is still thankful to God while he suffered and he's praying for Timothy. Therefore, while Paul suffered, he still identifies himself in Christ. He is being thankful to God. And he is praying nonstop. He does not let his chains prevent him from living the life that Christ wants him to live. After observing Paul's attitude towards his suffering, we can observe the person that is the recipient of his letter. Timothy, who Paul found on a second missionary journey at Derby, was like a son to Paul. We see that in how he addressed him in the verse 2 of chapter 1. After he tells him that he prays for him daily, he tells him of his great desire that he wants to see him. He then tells him that he still remembers his genuine faith. Timothy had real faith, as Paul did. Their real faith in Christ Jesus that the Bible verifies that he is our Savior. Jesus is the object of our faith. We observe in Paul's letter that he knows the struggle that Timothy is facing as a pastor with false teachers and his thoughts of him prison. He writes to him to encourage him and after he tells him that he is praying for him and his desire to want to see him, he begins to encourage him by reminding him about the gift that God gave him when he put his hands on him. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 in the NIV, For this reason, I remind you to fan into the flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on my hands. Now, what is the gift that God gave Timothy through Paul's hands? I believe that God gave Timothy as a... I believe that God gave Timothy as a pastor can be seen in chapter 4 of 2 Timothy in verse 2. It says, Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. In this verse, Paul encourages Timothy to preach the word. And I believe that is what the gift that God gave him through Paul's hands. I believe that God gave I believe that God gave Timothy the gift of preaching. Going back to verse 6, 
in chapter 1 of 2 Timothy, we see that Paul reminds Timothy to stir up his gift. He did not want fear to prevent him from using his gift, which is why he told him that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but he has the power of the Holy Spirit that Jesus promised in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Whoever is a follower of Jesus has the same power that Timothy does, which means we should not be afraid of our enemy Satan. Now, we may not have the same gift as Timothy with preaching of the word, but whatever gift God gave us is equipped with his power to overcome the fear of Satan. Because Timothy has the power of God, along with the gift he received from him, he should not let fear make him feel ashamed of Jesus. He is the one that saved him, and not only that, he called him with a holy calling. He did that out of his rich graces, which was already decided to give to him before he created this world. Well, not only was Jesus' riches grace, well, not only was Jesus' rich graces of saving Timothy from his sin and death thawed just for him before the world began, it was for us as well. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord as Timothy and Paul did can be saved by him. Now. How do we know that we can be saved by Him? Well, we know that we can be saved by Jesus because the Bible that is about Him reveals how we can be saved by Him. When Paul told Timothy that Jesus is the one that saved us was not just referring to them, but through the Holy Spirit, he was referring to those that believe in Jesus with their hearts and confess His name with their mouths. These things I just wrote can be seen in another letter of Paul with Romans. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Jesus of whom saved us before time began has been revealed to us in the Bible and testifies to us that he defeated death, and he has the authority to give eternal life, whoever believes in him. Now Jesus was the one that appointed Paul to be a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher to the Gentiles. Paul, knowing this and believing it is what gave him power to endure suffering and not to feel shameful, because he knows that Jesus will continue to keep him even unto his day. Paul reminds Timothy to these things, and is reminded to us as well. So we should meditate on this long before we suffer. We need to know that we are a child of God as Paul and Timothy was. That means Satan cannot take us out of God's hands. So we have no reason to fear Satan as Timothy did, not to have fear Satan that attacked him for preaching the word through false teachers. The words that Paul encourages Timothy were not just his, but they were Christ's words. Well, his words are not meant just for encouragement, but it provides a solid ground when Satan attacks us for following Christ by obeying what he tells us to do. Which is why Paul told Timothy in verse 13 of chapter 1 to hold fast the pattern of sound words 
that heard from him that are in Christ Jesus. The good thing that Paul referred to in the next verse of 14 is the words of Christ that is kept by the Holy Spirit that dwells in Timothy and to those that are born again. Flesh gives birth to flesh, and the Spirit gives birth to spirit. Those that have been born again to receive the Holy Spirit will also have the same sound words that Timothy had from Jesus. Do you remember when Jesus was in the upper room with his apostles? Do you remember when he told them that they were being persecuted and being brought up before rulers? When he told him these things, he also told them that not to worry on what to say. For the Holy Spirit will remind them, and he will speak for them. For those that have been born again, as Paul and Timothy, have that same promise of the Holy Spirit, remind them of what was taught by Jesus. However, this does not mean that once you are saved, that the Holy Spirit will remind you the words of Christ Jesus. Jesus. Notice later on what Paul told Timothy in chapter 3 in the second letter to him. In verses 14 through 15. But as for you, continue what you have learned and have become convinced of. Because you know those from whom you've learned it. And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures. Which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Paul tells Timothy to continue what he have learned in the Holy Scriptures that you are taught to as a child. I mean, after Timothy is a pastor, he still needs to continue in the Scripture. He needs to feed his spirit. And he also needs to be reminded by Paul to continue in the Word. It has been committed to him for to continue in it. Christ's words are alive in him. And it is alive in us when we continue in it on a daily basis. If we do not continue in it, then Satan could take it away from us like a raven taking away a seed that fell on a wayside. Or his world would choke it out of us like thorns and briars that choke plants. Our spiritual foundation will be like a house built on sand that will fall when the storm comes. Instead of contending in the faith, we could turn against it as Philegas and Hemorrhagines turn on the word by turning away from Paul. These were the guys that rejected Paul, so he can relate to what Timothy was going through. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 17, we know the ones that have strayed away from the truth. Their names were Hymenaeus and Philegas that denied the resurrection. They were the ones that went against what Timothy was doing. That was discouraging him. But Paul reminds him to hold fast the sound words of Christ because it will encourage him and it will help him overcome Satan's opposition. It will also encourage us with the Holy Spirit reminding us. And it will help us overcome with the Holy Spirit giving us the words when we are being persecuted by Satan's Antichrist. Now Paul's introduction in 2 Timothy chapter 1 I hope that we can see why the Word of God is a special revelation for us. Because the Holy Spirit did not just minister to Timothy through Paul's writings. He used Paul's writings to minister to us by showing why we can be encouraged with the words of Christ even while we suffer. 
The words of Christ still make an impact to us children even today. It continues to reveal that the word of God is a special revelation for us. Well, the Holy Spirit continues to minister to Timothy and to us in Paul's second letter to him in chapter 2. And he does not tell Timothy that he's going to get easy after he receives his encouragement. He starts off chapter 2 by telling him to be strong in the grace of Jesus. This is the same grace that was given that Jesus that Jesus was given to him for the existence of the world. He then tells him to commit the words that he heard from him to faithful men who are able to teach as well. This is to let Timothy know that he should not just go at it by himself, but he should seek faithful men to fight alongside him. After Paul told Timothy to find faithful men to teach the word, he did not tell him to retire or take it easy. He instead tells him he must endure hardships. And this is like a coach telling his athlete that winning the competition will be hard like going through a wall. It must not give up, but it must be willing to suffer to get through it to win. Well, from verses 3 to 6, Paul uses a soldier, farmer, and an athlete as an example for Timothy so he can see how he can endure hardships. He tells him to endure hardships as a good soldier of Jesus. And he goes on to explain how a soldier endures hardship, which is not to focus on things that do not relate to warfare. What he's telling Timothy with is to focus on the word because it relates to spiritual warfare. Then after that, he uses the athlete and the farmer's examples for Timothy to see how to deal with hardship. Beginning in verse 8, Paul explains to him why he is willing to suffer, which is which he is willing to do that for the sake of the gospel. He sees his suffering worthy because he sees that is how the word is spread for those to be saved in Christ Jesus. Paul knows that when we die with Christ, that we shall also live in Christ. We can see at the end of this letter that he was willing to die so he could live with Christ. He knows that if we endure the sufferings as his followers, that we will reign with him forever. However, if we deny him, then he will deny us. If we are faithless, then he is still faithful, because he cannot deny himself. Jesus does not change, even if we change from following him to not following him. Like an athlete that is diligent with his training to win the crown, Paul wants Timothy to be diligent to present himself worthy to God that is able to understand the word. This takes continuing the word. So we too must continue to work like diligent athletes that train to win the crown. We too can win a crown. But it's not like an athletic crown to wear it rot away because ours is an eternal crown that will never rot away. After Paul tells Timothy to be diligent in the word, he tells him to avoid godless chatter because it will make him more ungodly as it did Hymenaeus and Philetius. Godless chatter causes believers to stray away from the truth. Paul compares this message to cancer because it leads to death. Now the Lord knows who are his, so they will not be led astray as Hymenaeus and Philetius. He will allow them to escape from iniquity. 
That comes by the power of his words, which we are to meditate on daily. His words that are powerful that we see in the Bible are another reason why the Bible is a special revelation. I mean, the Bible is not like some sort of history book that just records the words of famous people for us to know. But the words of Christ are powerful and eternal. They help us withstand the attack of Satan. So with his words, we can escape iniquity because we are Christ. When we cleanse ourselves with his words, we allow God to continue to sanctify us that will make us useful for his good work. His word makes us complete to do the good work that he wants us to do. Throughout Paul's letter to Timothy, we can see the word of the Holy Spirit work in Paul's life and Timothy's life. It encourages them, so it will encourage us. It gives them strength in his grace to endure hardship as a soldier of God, to continue to do the work even against opposition like false doctrines. And it still gives us strength to deal with false doctrines that still exist. It sanctified Paul to allow him to continue to do the work. It sanctified us so that we can continue to do the work that God wants us to do. All these things with Paul's letters and throughout the rest of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Therefore, in his letter and the rest of the Bible, we should see that the Word of God is a special revelation that we must continue to study and as a soldier that is diligent with warfare. It does not allow it to get distracted with things that have nothing to do with war. So Paul does not want Timothy to get distracted with ignorant disputes. Those only try to build the pride of the heathen. So a servant of the Lord must not quarrel. It must be gentle to all. And it must be able to teach with patience, with humility, and not with pride as if what we teach is our own words. The words we teach must be Christ's words. Only his words can we overcome opposition, which is another example of why the word is a special revelation. Only with his words can we escape from the snares of the devil, and his truth is the only way to do that. Now Paul's letter composed the words of the Holy Spirit cannot be compared to today's self-improvement books. You know, these books try to share worldly practices to help overcome problems and be successful. Now, a person can put these steps into practice and be worldly successful, but it can still be on the path of suffering if it does not repent to Jesus. Self-improvement books do not have any internal value, and to avoid suffering to them is a sign of success, whereas the Bible is the exact opposite. Those that suffer for Christ will be rewarded with eternal life from Christ Jesus. And Paul's encouragement and instruction to Timothy did not mean that his earthly suffering will end. In chapter 3, he tells in the last days that trouble will come. He lists of all the ungodliness that will happen. Those that live ungodly life will come across truth as Janus and Jambres did with Moses. They had corrupt minds that resisted the truth, which is a lot of worldly men of today. These men that denied truth could only go so far as Janus and Jambres. They resisted the truth, but they did not progress any further in their lives. See, even though evil will continue even until the last days, 
they will not progress all the way into eternity. After Paul talks about what will happen to those that practice evil in the last days, he tells Timothy about how he has given him a godly example to follow. All the persecution that happened to him are the outcome of those that desire to live godly in Christ Jesus. Therefore, Timothy is suffering because he decided to live godly, according to the words of Christ. Paul then goes back to talk about evil men and that they will get worse with more deception. You see, the Holy Spirit telling Timothy about people getting worse was also meant for us. And we should see that we should see with what we have with the internet that people are getting worse. All things that Paul says will happen in the last days are happening now. Paul prophesies about the end times and the prophecies and the word that happen and the more that will happen are examples of the word being a special revelation. Seeing these things because the world revealed it nearly 2,000 years ago should encourage us to continue in the word as well. With all things getting worse, Paul tells Timothy to continue in the word. He said it is the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And as we go through Paul's letter to Timothy, that we can see with its encouragement, with the words of Christ for Timothy and us. Also with a prophecy about the last days that we see like anti-God boasters that deny God. Christ's encouragement with his words gives us strength to endure sufferings to be worthy of our crowns as Paul was. Towards the end of Paul's letter, he declares to Timothy that he fought the good fight of faith to be worthy of his crown. That would not happen without the words of Christ that was revealed to him in a special way. And the words of Christ are revealed to us in a special revelation with the Bible. Paul tells Timothy that the Holy Scriptures were inspired by the Holy Spirit, which is another example of the Bible being a special revelation. It's a special revelation that instructs us on how to be saved in faith of Christ Jesus. It also instructs on how we are to follow God correctly, and it helps us to be complete, to be able to do every good work of God. The Bible is a special revelation that reveals Christ to us, which we see the words of Christ revealed to Paul and Timothy that encouraged them. It also gave them strength to endure sufferings and overcome false doctrines. It guided them to the crown of life, and it prophesied to Timothy and to us about the end times getting more evil that we see. With this episode, we see that the Word of God is a special revelation because it is inspiration. We see the inspiration in document form, and with this, we will go from the document inspired to the actual Word that is Christ Jesus. In the next episode, we will take a look at His pre-existent nature. Now, I hope this episode encourages you to want to continue in the Word more because we see it as a special revelation in Christ Jesus. And I look forward to sharing with you about the actual word that is Jesus. May God bless you, and may you allow him to draw closer to you.